Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me today, we have a very special guest, Justin Sua. Now, Justin is a mental performance coach. He is actually head of mental performance for the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team, as well as the host of our favorite daily podcast, the Increase Your Impact podcast, which provides insights, principles, and strategies to help you lead yourself so you can lead others at work, home, and in life. He has also worked with top NFL, PGA, MLB, and NCAA athletes, as well as top corporate leaders to improve their mental performance game as well. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I could not wait for this conversation, and thanks for having me, having me on your show. Absolutely. And uh, Justin, to be honest with you, I think a lot of our listeners are certainly aware of who you are because I think Vanessa and I reference you in just about every other episode that we do. <laughs> so your, your quotes, your stories, they're always uh, resonating with our listeners. Um, so we are so excited to have you here and, and just to kind of help our own listeners uh, develop their own mental performance. Um, so I, let, I wanted to kind of kick it off the bat there and, and, and just go into what is exactly uh, mental performance or what is it exactly that you do um, and, and why is it so important, would you say? Yeah, that's a really good question because whenever I t tell people what I do, they say, the first question is, what is that? What is mental performance? And for me, I like to first compare it to physical performance. So if we were to give a very basic definition, very basic definition of physical performance, it is executing motor skills to achieve a task. That's physical performance. I think we're all very familiar with that. Mental performance is executing mental skills to achieve that same task in, in, in most cases. Now the question is, what are mental skills? Now, mental skills are very common. We do them every single day. So mental skills is your ability to see the positive in a bad situation. A mental skill is your ability to pause and to take a deep breath when you get really stressed out. A mental skill is your ability to change your perspective, is to be able to question the way you do things, is to do things by design and not by default. A mental skill is being able to do what you need to do to be successful, even though you don't feel like doing it. A mental skill is being able to reframe your situation so that it doesn't affect you negatively. So there's a lot of different mental skills out there. And a lot of these mental skills are things that you and I and your listeners do every single day. And so my job is to shine a light on it so people can do it by design and not by default. 
I love that definition and that summary there. And I think that that will hit home with a lot of people. And, you know, our podcast is largely about health and fitness. We're helping our listeners reach their body health fitness goals. And, you know, a lot of times people always want to find out, you know, well, what should I be eating? How should I be exercising? Like, what are the things I should be doing to reach my goals? And obviously, you know, we all know, like, reaching your your goals, it comes down to obviously you need to be training your body. But I think a lot of people don't realize that so much of getting these physical results and getting ones that will last really comes down to actually training your mind, which is why I think, you know, what you do is so important. So I guess, Justin, you know, a question I want to ask is, where could somebody really begin with this stuff? You know, they hear you, they understand like, okay, I get what this mental performance thing is, but how do I start doing that? How do I train my mindset? Ah, that is such a great question. (laughs) I appreciate you asking that. I think, first of all, we need to debunk the myth that mental performance is a set of step steps, step one, step two, step three. Um, it is not found in a book. It is not found in a video you watch. It is not found in a podcast called Increase Your Impact Podcast. It is not found in a lot of these things. It comes down to doing the work. And the first, to get started on your mental performance journey or any kind of journey, you need to stop and look at what you're working with. Look at where you are. It, it begins with the belief that you're a work in progress. You can change whoever's listening to this. You may have set many goals in your life and some you achieved and many you didn't achieve. And those goals that you didn't achieve, you might be holding them over your head, guilt tripping yourself because you didn't do it. You're not good enough. You're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. See her, she's doing it. You're not doing it. See him, he's achieving things that you're not achieving. He's been doing it in less time than you have. And then all of a sudden, we start to beat up on ourselves. On this journey for mental performance, you want to pause and take a look at your values. You want to look at your strengths. You want to look at what is really important to you. You want to look at your time. How much time do you have? Your context might be completely different than these elite athletes that are out there who dedicate their lives to this thing. And here you are trying to have a similar goal. And you have two jobs three kids going through a lot of things and, and you can't expect yourself to have the same training regimen as somebody else who literally doesn't have the time that you have or the lack thereof. And so it starts with self-compassion and starts with truly looking at your situation, at your values, at your dreams, at your goals and saying, okay, what matters to me? What are my strengths and what can I truly dedicate my time to? For those, the question that Vanessa asked is where do you start? And you start with self-reflection. That's where you start. I would sit, I would open up my journal, I'd grab a piece of paper, and I would literally ask myself, what's important to me now? And that's important because what's important to you now is not what was important to you 20 years ago, five years ago. And what's important to you, not what's important to your grandma, to your parent, to your pastor, to your coach, what's important to you right now. And then you look at, What do I want to accomplish? And then you look at what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What am I passionate about? What do I want to accomplish? And let your pen just fly. Put it out there. And you're going to notice that there are going to be some things that you're afraid to write. 
you're afraid because like, oh, I don't even want to write it because the odds of me achieving it are so low. Write it anyway. And then you're going to write it and then you're going to stare at your sheet. And as you look at this paper, you're going to find certain things that light you on fire. There might be some goals. There may be some values you have. There may be some, who knows what you're going to find. And then you keep pulling on that string, follow that curiosity. And you're going to be stepping into the dark, into the unknown. But that's the fun part about it. Just you can simultaneously step into the unknown while having a firm belief that you're headed in the right direction at the exact same time. And so it's a, it's a fun, scary place to be. But, uh, but yeah, let's get into some stories some stories. Yeah, I love that, Justin. Thank you so much. Um, one of the one of your many sayings, I think that you've said is, you know, you can't change what you're not aware of, right? So I think you mentioning, you know, pulling on that cord of curiosity and, and kind of going through the motions and seeing what excites you, what doesn't, is so important important to, to even just nutrition and fitness. And one of those things um, that I know you've mentioned is that, you know, your, your thoughts lead to emotions, which ultimately impact your body. Um, so a lot of our, our listeners, you know, you know, it's important for everybody to understand that there are kind of negative thoughts and that there are emotions that go through all of this stuff. So when it comes to, to figuring out perhaps maybe like your why, like who are you and like kind of what drives you, how do people um, or how can people uh, work on uh, figuring out your why or their why? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. Years ago, I was in my office in Cleveland. I was a mental performance coach for the Cleveland Browns. And there was a player who comes into my office. He sits down in the chair across from my desk, looking kind of dejected. And he says, I just want to run something by you. I said, what do you got? He goes, I'm just going through the motions. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I just don't love it that much. I, I'm not as passionate. I'm not as driven. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm just doing it, but I don't love it like I used to. And my first question was to him was, all right, that happens a lot. What, what's your why, if you don't mind sharing with me? And he looks at me, and it was as, as if I pressed a play button on him. He said, oh, my why is to play, my why is to play in the NFL, and he stopped himself. And I looked at him, and I said, were you about to tell me that your why is to play in the NFL? And we both just started to laugh together. He goes, I cannot believe I was about to say that. I said, bro, you've been in the NFL for two years. And he laughed. He said, I know. He said, all of throughout high school, my why was to play in the NFL. And it drove me. Throughout college, my why was to play in the NFL. And it drove me. At the NFL Combine, my why was to play in the NFL. And it drove me. It, it helped me push through obstacles. It helped me keep going when I was tired. It helped me stay focused when I was getting off track. And he goes, and when I got to the NFL, I didn't realize until right now that I didn't update my why. I didn't update my purpose. And now he achieved his goal, his why, and without updating his purpose, without updating his why, and now he's going through the motion. And so then we went over, we're like, okay, how do you create a why? Your question, Omar, how do I create a why? And we went through a couple of questions. My first question to him was, Okay, what what is what what triggers emotions in you? What gets you excited? And he started to think about it. What gets him excited? And, and when you're identifying it, your why should trigger emotions. It can make you happy. It can make you sad. It can make you angry. 
I've seen people where their why literally brings a tear to their eyes. I have seen people where their why literally gets them angry or fired up because they want to prove a coach wrong who told them they would never be able to, they would never amount to anything. And their why is to prove them wrong. Again, so it triggers some kind of emotion. So we say, okay, I got to find something that triggers emotion. The next thing I asked them was, I told them is, your why needs to be yours. Your why can't be given to you by your mom. It can't be given to you by your pastor. It can't be given to you by your coach. Your why is your own why. Now, corollary principle with this that we went over is your why doesn't have to be noble. So he ended up telling me, he's like, oh, my why. He, I think he goes, he goes, yeah, my why is to make the world a better place and to just be a good example to people. And I looked at him. I said, that's not your why. I said, that's not your why. And he laughed. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, look at you. That is not your why. And he goes, how do you know? I said, well, I felt nothing. I felt no emotion, no passion. Just your face told me that that was a generic cookie cutter why that you just made up on the spot. And he goes, well, I can't tell you my real why. I said, why? He goes, because it's not because my pastor would get mad. My, pa- my, my, my parents would think it was selfish. I was like, well, tell me what it is. He goes, I want to make millions of dollars on my next contract. I want to make the Pro Bowl. I want to be one of the best players in the game. And as he was talking about it, his emotions, his body started to light up. I said, there it is. He goes, but I can't say that. I can't tell people that. I said, who, who do you have to tell? Your why is your why. It's whatever drives you right here, right now. I said, so pay attention to what your why does to you. He's like, you know what? That's a good point. And so he decided that was his why. And then last but not least, for those who are struggling with the why, we talked about this as well, is you can create a temporary why. There are some people who their, their pursuit of their why or their purpose is, is lifelong. Some people say, I don't know what my why is. That's a lifelong, eternal journey that I'm on. I won't know that for my entire life. Now, you might not know what your why is for your life, but what's your why for this year? What's your why for this month? What's your why for this week? What's your why for today? What's your why for this drill? What's your why, why as you're preparing this meal? You can, if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you can create a temporary light at the end of the tunnel to just guide you, just to, just to get you to the end of today. And those are some, some helps, some things to take into consideration for the listeners if they're trying to establish their own why as we head into 2022. Yeah, I love I, that. That's- I love that. And I think it's so important that we talk about that because, you know, like for us, like I said, we work in the health and fitness space. I do one-on-one nutrition and fitness coaching. And before I take on a client, we go through these types of exercises. We don't just talk about, you know, what is your goal? Okay. You want to, you want to lose 20 pounds. That's great. But why? And really digging into that, going layers deeper than they've probably yet gone on their own. And a lot of times, like you said, it can be emotional, there can be tears that come up with it. But I think to kind of sum up there what you said, you know, it sounds like when we're talking about figuring out what your why is, so if we were to take this into the health and fitness context, if you want to improve your health, lose some weight, get fitter, whatever that looks like for you, if you have that goal in 2022, understanding that your why can change. Maybe you wanted to lose weight in the past, but maybe there's a different reason you want to lose weight now. That's okay. Understanding that you know, your, your why is your own. It doesn't need to be something that somebody else told you. It doesn't have to be because your doctor told you, you have to lose 10 pounds. It could be that that's a whole nother reason that you want to lose that weight. 
And it can also be temporary. Maybe you don't really know why you want it yet, but you kind of know why you need to do these things today. And you're driven by more of that day-to-day, week-to-week change. Does that sound about right, Justin? Or would you make You said it better than I did. (laughs) You said it better than I did. It was great. I think I've listened to enough of your podcasts by now. I could probably quote it. (laughs) (laughs) I think, Justin, one of the best things about figuring out that why is because it helps you drive. It helps you kind of come up with a purpose of what it is that you're doing and and the reason behind it. Um, And I think one of the best things that you do on your podcast is just be a great storyteller and really help people visualize, myself included, kind of those mundane day-to-day things and and the purpose behind it. One of my favorite all-time stories um, that you've mentioned in in your podcast is the uh, construction story of the three guys that were hitting a a boulder. And, you know, can you expand a little bit on that and how that kind of helps with visualization and and purpose behind your, your, what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, The, the context or, or we go through the motions a lot Uh, to, to, to both of your points. It's easy to do things by default. It's easy to do things just because you've always done it or just because, that's what you're told you're, you're, you're supposed to do. And how you do what you do will affect what you do and how well you do it. To have purpose behind your actions, to have purpose behind your intentions, your habits. When you know why you do what you do, you'll have more power to do it. And to your point, Omar, one of my favorite illustrations is this fable of three men working in a construction site. And there was a person who went to all three, went up to the first person who was pounding away at the rock. And this person was kind of just going through the motions with hitting this rock, kind of had a bad attitude. You can tell through the, his body language, he wasn't really in it. And the gentleman asked him, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm hitting this rock. Oh, okay. The man had no passion, no enthusiasm, no purpose. He goes to the next worker who's doing the exact same thing, who is also hitting the rock with a little more energy, a little more passion, a little more intensity, a little more focus. And he says, what are you doing? And the man looks at him and he responds, I'm building a wall. He goes, awesome. That's great. He goes, yeah. And he goes back to doing his job. And then the gentleman continues to walk and he runs into the third worker. Now, this third worker was locked in. He had enthusiasm to every strike of the rock. He had a cadence. He had a smile on his face. He would look up and stare out into the vast uh, the vast horizon and then go back and attack this rock, doing the same thing the other two were doing. And he was intrigued. He walks up to this gentleman and he goes, what are you doing? The man puts down his hammer, grabs his handkerchief, wipes his forehead, and with a huge smile on his face, he says, I'm building a cathedral. Now, the simple story behind this is that while all three men were doing the exact same thing, the third one had the vision of why he was doing what he was doing. He had the broad perspective that that little, boring, mundane thing was part of a greater purpose. It was part of a greater plan. And as we apply that lesson to ourselves, you're not just drinking water. You're building a healthier you. You're not just going to the gym. You're building a better version of yourself. You're not just stretching and doing mobility. 
you are leaning into an evolution of someone who's going to be better, building a habit that's going to turn you into a better partner, a better son, a better daughter, a better leader down the future. And so it's attaching your purpose to those boring, mundane things that you do every single day that will help you propel you into the future and give you the stamina to build the best version of yourself in the future. That's amazing. I, every time I hear that story, I'm like, oh, I want to go build a cathedral. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. And it definitely, it's so true because, you know, I think everybody can kind of resonate with that idea of like some days getting up to go to the gym, you know, when my alarm goes off at 530 in the morning and it's time for me to go work out. It does not feel like I'm jumping out of the bed going, I am so excited to go to the gym. It feels more like I'm just pounding rock. And some days it can feel really, really hard. It can feel heavy to pull myself out of the bed. And, you know, I can maybe even start off my day feeling that way. And it can even progress into maybe more of like negative thoughts of me pulling myself down, maybe saying like, well, this, you know, I'm not seeing results from this. Like, this isn't even worth it. I don't want to do this. Like, I'm never going to get there. Maybe I'm, like you said before, maybe I'm using comparison and comparing myself to other people and saying, you know, well, that person is so far ahead or they have different circumstances. I could never get there anyway. And I just allow these negative thoughts essentially to take over. So I guess a a question I would love to ask you, get your perspective on is for somebody who maybe, you know, let's just say maybe they tend to fall into more of a negative mindset than more of a like neutral or positive one. And they tend to struggle with these kinds of like battling thoughts in their head that pull them back from reaching their goals. How could somebody start to use their mindset to help them achieve their goals and control essentially those negative thoughts? Step number one is to realize you're not alone. You are completely normal. And I don't say this to minimize what you're going through, but I say this to normalize what you're going through. Anyone who's achieved anything great had to battle those same negative thoughts and continue to battle those same negative thoughts. Those people who you, who look positive, who look energetic, who look happy all the time, you never know. They might be battling demons as well. And, and, and just because uh, they look like they're carrying it well, doesn't mean it's not heavy. Doesn't mean their circumstances aren't heavy. Doesn't mean the mental turmoil they're going through isn't heavy. So I would say it starts with awareness. As we, as Omar, you said at the beginning of the podcast, you can't change what you're not aware of. So what I would do is I would, step one is I would gra- grab a blank sheet of paper and I would start to write down these constant nag- nagging thoughts. Write them down so that you can look at your thoughts instead of through your thoughts. You want to be able to stare at your thoughts and say, what are these thoughts? these ideas, these words that are constantly filling my mind and consuming me. Because like you said, Omar, you touched on the thought performance interaction. Your thoughts will impact your emotions, which will impact your body, which will impact your performance. And then it'll go to reinforce your thoughts. And then it's this vicious cycle. So it starts with your mind. What are you saying to yourself? Get a, get, try to understand the pattern. And then you want to also understand the external pattern. When are you most negative? Is it when the alarm goes off in the morning? Is it at the end of the day? Is it when you're scrolling through social media and you see people who are perceiving, perceivingly smarter, better than you? 
pay very close attention to when these th- the volume of these thoughts are turned up really loud because that will give you some evidence that you'll be able to that'll give you some clues as well and also ask yourself when are the thoughts the least loud when does it seem like the volume is turned down where i don't even notice these negative thoughts what we're doing here is we're looking at patterns so once you have all your thoughts written down you've identified the patterns when are they most loud when are they most quiet then we can start to do some work the next thing you can do is you can start to decouple your emotions or separate your emotions from the thoughts. One principle to remember are your thoughts are not facts. They're like clouds in the sky that go and come as they please. And an important principle of cognitive psychology to remember is the things you resist persist. So if you tell yourself, don't think this thought, you try to push these thoughts out of the way, they're going to actually come back stronger. It's called ironic processes. If I tell you, don't think about a bear, don't think about a bear, don't think about a bear, don't think about an elephant, what do you think about? The bear and an elephant. You don't want to say, don't think this thought, don't think that thought. They're they're actually going to come back stronger. So what you want to do is when the thoughts are there, you want to smile at them and you want to wave at them and say, I don't mind you staying here. That's okay. You're telling me that I my body is this type. You're telling me this, you're telling me that, okay, I see you. You don't have any power over me. And what's very interesting is you smile at these thoughts, as you allow them to just sit there like clouds in the sky, they'll be there and then they'll slowly float out. You're going to take their power away from them. Now, you're not going to eliminate them, but you can turn the volume down on on how much they trigger your emotions. You can turn their value, maybe instead of a 10, Maybe you could turn the volume down to a nine, which is amazing progress. You could turn it down to an eight or a seven or a five or whatever it may be. Now, how do you do that? One way to practice is mindfulness meditation. I would practice that. And it doesn't have to be 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. You can simply just practice focusing on your breath. Just notice your air go in and out. And when your mind begins to drift, gently notice it and bring it right back to your breath. And just do that for a minute. Do it for a couple of breaths. And here's what's cool. Your mind is being trained. You're training your mind to put it where you want, when you want. So when your mind starts to wander, you notice it and you bring it right back to an anchor, which is your breath in this case. So that when the negative thoughts start coming, you notice them. You say, oh, there it is. Let me bring my attention right back to my breath. And you can focus on your breath to be here and be right here and be right now. So those are just a couple of strategies. Maybe another thing that might be helpful for you is to write down what kind of thoughts you want to have. What do you want to say to yourself? Words do, what words do you want to say to yourself? What visions, what, what images do you want have running through your mind? What memories do you have uh, that, that really empower you? Things you've overcome, moments you're like, I can't believe I did that, that, that truly empower you. The mind has limited capacity. So if you mind, imagine your mind, let's imagine a cup. I love to give this analogy. Let's say you have a cup that has 10 ounces of capacity, 10 ounces. And let's say I have a gallon of water and I pour a gallon of water into this 10 ounce cup. I'm going to ask you two, three dumb questions. Dumb question number one, if I pour a gallon into a 10 ounce cup, how much water is going to be in the cup? I'll just ask you. Dumb question. 
I'm not I'm not a math guy, Justin, so I'm gonna warn you. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, if I pour, it's all right, if I pour a gallon of water into a ten ounce cup, how much water is in this ten ounce cup? Ten, 10 ounces. ounces. Yeah. Ten ounces. Very good. Dumb question number two. Why is there only ten ounces when I poured a gallon in? Because that's all it can hold. Yeah. Exactly. Dumb question number three. Where's the rest of the water? Everywhere else. On the ground, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere else. Exactly right. The mind is like this cup. There's limited capacity. And so if you fill your mind with positive thoughts, fill your mind with gratitude, fill your mind with what you want to accomplish, fill your mind with your why, when the negative thoughts and the doubt and the uncertainty want to come in, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Not because they don't exist, but because there's no room. But if you fill your mind with negativity and doubt and allow your your uncertainty and fear to fill your mind, it's going to be a lot more difficult for positive thoughts to come in, productive thoughts for, to come in, effective thoughts, not because they don't exist, but because there's no room. And so that's one reason why it's so important to identify what do you want to fill your mind with? Identify what you're saying so you can look at your thoughts instead of through your thoughts. Identify the times and days when they're most loud and least loud. Practice mindfulness meditation so you can practice noticing and bringing it back to an anchor. And then identify what you want to fill your mind with and just practice filling your mind with those things. And so those are some simple tips that get some people started. Those are awesome tips. And I think that, or at least I hope that a lot of our listeners will be able to take some of that away and really start to implement some of that in the new year. And we're going to cut this episode right here. But the rest of our conversation with Justin Sua will be in next week's episode in a part two. So stay tuned for that. Now, if you did enjoy this episode, if you got any value out of this, please do us a favor and leave a five-star rating and review. It takes less than two minutes to do that. And it really, really does make a huge difference for us. It, It triggers the podcast algorithm that people like this and then it will you know, cause it to share it with other people. And this is all free information. So if you want to pay us back in any way, that is the best way to do so. All right, guys, we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.